we're like entering into this other room and there's like four dudes in like robes praying at an altar and we're like oh fuck <laughs> so we like turn around really quietly and just like run back up the stairs essentially and we were like we were definitely not supposed to be there if the walls in belfast and the, the berlin wall had a love child that like was armed to the teeth with weaponry it's this wall it's fucking intense i know for a fact that no no one was ever charged with that boy's murder like and you can hide behind like whatever moral standpoint you want but any side that does that to a child is monstrous in my opinion hello and welcome back to seven days in palestine i'm your host jason and before we get into the episode i'd like to reintroduce you to billy whose story is the main focus of this podcast hello my name is Billy, and last summer I spent seven days in Palestine. Today, we're going to talk about day two. So, Billy, when we last left you off in episode one, you had just arrived in Palestine. What was the name of the town that you were staying in again? Uh, I was staying in Beit Zohor. And uh, you had just taken a nap after like a long day of traveling. So what did you do after getting up that day? So um, after getting up, myself and Tammy decided to order a taxi because we were kind of... We were between two minds, between whether we wanted to have like a chill day or whether we wanted to be like super productive so we kind of decided with like the absolute middle of the road of that which is sightseeing but sightseeing in Bethlehem which is like literally next door so what we did was we ordered a taxi um not from the same taxi driver who drove me from the airport um but from another guy who like became more like pretty much regular driver so we ordered a taxi um and we're like setting off to go to like the center of Bethlehem like major square but um, this dude, like, we literally, we sit into the car, and this guy has, like, Spotify going. And he's, like, he's on his phone pretty much the entire journey. And it's, like, clearly, like, you know when you see someone in Ireland on their phone while driving, they're, like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Mm. This guy was, like, had no concept of not being on his phone. He was just on his phone the whole time, making calls, like, taking selfies, like, blaring, like, Spotify tunes the whole journey um and another thing that was like really different to like irish driving is they beep all the time like all the time at everything like if you break you're beeping if you're accelerating you're beeping if you're changing your car you're beeping if you think about how often a driving instructor tells you to like check your mirrors they're beeping twice as often for no reason it's literally it's almost like how they communicate and oh my god like the city is just so loud with beeping yeah he was a great driver, but Christ, he drove fast just because I was in the car. Dammy was like, he was never like this when it was just like her in the car. But he was like almost showing off because it was like someone new. <laughs> so it was just, he is a really cool guy. Yeah. But his driving was like mental. When he's not like nearly crashing because of like Snapchat or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was just so bad. It was fucking hilarious. Anyway, yeah, we arrived in um, Manger Square, um, which is where, like, the Church of the, of the Nativity is. Um, and we decided that we were going to get food before, like, really starting to sightsee because I hadn't eaten in, like, hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last meal I had was, like, some nasty pizza in Athens. I think that's on my Instagram, actually. It's fair bad. 
good plug there man <laughs> <laughs> man you gotta do it like you gotta yeah. do it uh so we we started eating um or sorry we, we we go to this restaurant anyway it's like the bethlehem peace center and you know when you like look at a menu and there's like two languages and you're like just expecting to understand at least one of them to some degree yeah i have like no clue what neither of the languages like are not to mind what they're saying and it turns out that they're hebrew and arabic and i was like how in the world am i supposed to order food with like no english and tammy's like i'll just flip it over it's fine (laughs) and i just i showed my absolute like i was really out of my depth i think because i was like i was letting all these small things like freak me out right so the other side had like english and like some other language on it so then yeah it was like english and some other european language Mm -hmm. i literally can't remember which i suppose it is kind of one of those things where like it's harder to live because you're like, oh, how am I going to like even like get around or anything? Because there's all the signs are in like Arabic. You see that and then you're like, oh, what have I done coming to this place? Oh, like, like, how am I supposed to do yeah. anything while I'm here? Like, I don't understand. I think another, another thing as well was like, so Google Maps like essentially doesn't work. Any maps that you have on your phone, they just don't work. For some reason, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with Palestine being an occupied territory. I know for a fact that Apple just won't uh, disclose where things are in the occupied territories. Seriously. So like when we were in Hebron, it's like a, a day or two later, we're literally like looking for a place that we're supposed to meet someone. We, we've never been to Hebron before. All the signs are in Arabic. We have no maps. We have no idea how to get anywhere. Yeah. And all we have is like the, like the bywords of these random people who don't speak English <laughs> <laughs> to guide us through this like seriously like populated city yeah and we were like where the hell are we going and it's it's the same feeling in bethlehem you you just don't know where anything is apart from all the religious sites for some reason all the religious sites are like have like a thousand signs in like a thousand languages um and that's like literally why we picked the church of the nativity to start with because it's like everyone goes there to start with with Mm -hmm. bethlehem yeah so after food we like we go we're, we're like going into the church of the nativity it's like you could see where the old entranceway is and it's been like semi-bricked up so basically over the years people were like oh people aren't being like respectful enough of this uh church so what they've done is they've made the entrance even narrower so that you literally have to crawl no not crawl but like you've got to like really arch your back to be like essentially like an l try to walk in like you're six foot five or whatever. You, there's no way you're fitting in this in this hallway. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's supposed to be something like, oh, they want people to like bow going into this church, but it just means it's like a serious fire hazard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are we supposed to do here? Like, it's madness. Uh, so we file in anyway, and it's like, I'm like, oh, we're from Catholic Ireland, so it's like, oh, I know what a church looks like. We go in, and it is not like a Catholic church. It's like. There's literally just stuff everywhere. It, the walls are covered with pictures, like icons, literally just random stuff. Um, and then there's like everyone's going up to this weird, like, raised platform where apparently, like, Jesus was born, which kind of makes no sense because it's like 20 feet in the air and you're like, what the hell? How does yeah. that happen? Like, so it's kind of like there's all these people following, like, the tradition and, like, the like spoken like word of the whole of like how you're supposed to act in this church and we're kind of like at this point in time i was like ah i don't know about all this like religious stuff i just kind of i wasn't feeling it like like right then and there 
so we're like we don't do that we don't like kind of waste the time the limited time that we had in the church like on kind of waiting in that line we're just kind of like wandering around like looking at all this other stuff and we kind of find this like side courtyard where this like other church is and there's this tour guide leading all these people in to this other church where i think they're like holding a service or something and we're kind of like yeah sure we'll follow these guys so we follow them in and then we see one guy go down a set of stairs and we're like oh he's probably just a normal dude i wonder what's down the stairs he was definitely not a normal dude he was definitely like a priest or a monk or something and we ended up following him into like these catacombs underneath the church of the nativity <laughs> and then we're creeping around these like essentially what looks like what are like caves they've gone from like when you come down the stairs it's like stone and brick mm-hmm. but like where you get to where we are now you're you're literally in like a rock formation this is definitely a cave of some description like and he's like gone off one way and we went the other way trying to like because we at that point we were like oh we're definitely not supposed to be here like yeah yeah and we come across this like really small cave that's like essentially cordoned off with like it's it's so strange to think about now but i'm like when i picture where jesus was born it was in that cave beneath the church yeah, like, yeah. like forget about that raised ice's crap this this is the cave and we were definitely in like a a forbidden part of the yeah, church like some sort of historical monument for like scholars yeah or, exactly you know, like yeah, people that are like part of the church yeah. yeah and then we like we go into like this we're like entering into this other room and there's like four dudes in like robes praying at an altar and we're like oh fuck <laughs> so we like turn around really quietly and just like run back up the stairs essentially and we were like we were definitely not supposed to be there um and as we're coming up there's a priest going down and he's giving us like the strangest looks like what the hell have you like why were you down there and we were like uh nothing like we just got lost and then i think tammy is like oh bathroom bathroom and he's like oh bathroom's that way and we were like oh yeah sound thanks (laughs) (laughs) and we just leave and we're like oh christ we were definitely not supposed to be down there. Um, I've like I've so many photos of like down there, and it's oh, so sketchy. Man, I gotta see those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. It, does, it does seem like it was just like this thing that was like completely not man-made at all that has just been like made like an extra part. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's almost like the part of the place that's like only for. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Because like everywhere else is going to be crawling with tourists all the time. So like I suppose that's where they actually do like the proper like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like praying and stuff. And like, oh man, like we went from having like groups and groups and groups of tour people to like being completely on our own. That is kind of like, cool though. Dead silent. Oh, it like, was so like. Like it would be like, I'd love to go to like, say like, you know, La Sagrada Familia in Spain. Yeah. And just be yeah, able to yeah. walk around that without anyone mm-hmm. else being there. That is kind of a, it's cool to like actually see like this monument and like actually have it yeah. to yourselves and like kind of get what it was probably actually like. Yeah. You know, because I mean, everything is so like touristy yeah, now. Yeah. So like it is kind of cool to actually go somewhere that is historic, mm-hmm. but like is just as it should be almost. Yeah. It's strange that you say that because that's what I felt about a lot of the holy sites when I was in Israel and Palestine. They were so touristy that I was like, oh, this, it's all mumbo jumbo. Like, but then there was some sites I was like, oh man, I don't know about like mumbo jumbo anymore. Like, this seems pretty like on the ball. The, the church in the nativities is a big moment where I was like, especially down in like those crypts or whatever they were, I was like, oh whoa this is like there's something to this you know and another time was when we were um at like the wailing wall 
I think it's what's the what's the, it's the proper term like the West Wall or something like that. The Western Wall. The Western Wall. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like I, I had a chance to like go up and like touch that. You have to wear like one of those. I want. I, I'm gonna call it like a cap. I'm not sure what it's. Oh, uh, um, it's the 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 cap for Judaism, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I, yeah, I honestly I can't, I can't tell you what it yeah, is. Yeah, sorry. Is that the wall that has like all the messages? Yes. In it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. It's like divided in between like men and women. Men is on like one side and like women are on the other. It was like super strict. That was crawling with people, and it was still like, it was like an entire community of people had like almost all their faith in like this little this one place it was really powerful it was like being in the vatican for a catholic i I imagine and we didn't actually get to go to the temple mount just because i think it was closed that for like tourists for those hours or something like that um when we were in like jerusalem it was fine it was it was something that i wanted to see but like i kind of got to see it from like far off i just didn't get to go like into it so yeah we ransacked the the church in the city or not ransacked we uh like um tomb raided yeah yeah, yeah sure oh, whatever oh, something like that that sounds you're bad like, you're like Lara Croft <sighs> well so stealing all how the, dare you. the treasure from the nativity I have better movies than that <laughs> so yeah we like left the church in the nativity and we're just we kind of go from this like really spiritual place back into like the manic streets of Bethlehem and we're just like it's going from like a really like cultural place back into like market fever where like everyone's like shouting at stuff and everyone's like trying to sell you t-shirts for no real reason i'm like oh it's grand but like i went from being like oh yeah this is like a third world country to being like oh this is just like any other country i've ever been to it's just like some dudes trying to sell me touristy shit like but it was good um the shops were very similar to the ones at I kind of encountered in like Barcelona. Oh, so like yeah, the the so like is that the the guys that are selling stuff by the beach? You know, like the no more like the kind of counterfeit stuff or no, 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 like more like you know when there's like it's kind of a deep shop but they're really narrow. Oh, like the, the shops are yeah, wide. Like yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. Deep. No, I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah. and then there's like there's a, they basically have like half their merchandise like outside yeah, the store yeah. and they're like oh come in yeah. look at it all and like they all have the same it's stuff it's like the like. place you know you go to like bargain yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah yeah like you're you know like you're never buying something at the price that it's oh, like yeah, yeah. at when you get there like mm. you know but um yeah so we like i didn't really buy anything because i was like not in the mood and i was also like i don't know how expensive this place is but um tammy was like buying away she was like she was kind of coming to her end of her stay so she was like oh she wanted to get some stuff that um she wanted to remember it all by and after we kind of walk so these shops are like in between the site one and site two so like site one being obviously the church nativity and site two being like the the wall so like we go through all these shops and then we like we kind of come out on this main street and we walk down on this this, there's this like big main road going down to the left that literally turns into like an alleyway like maybe a hundred yards down the road and then Tammy's like, oh, yeah, that's Ida Camp. It's, like, one of the biggest refugee camps in Palestine. So it's just kind of, like, in the middle of Bethlehem. It's almost. literally just man chilling in Bethlehem. When I think of, like, refugee camps, the kind of stuff you see. You think about in, dudes in tents. Yeah, just, we're just kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, I think yeah. that's kind of the stuff that's reported on the news, like, yeah. you know, that you've seen, like, BBC or any of those. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of crazy to me that there's just, like, a refugee camp in the middle of a city. But you also, you're, I, don't, I don't think you appreciate what I mean by 
refugee camp. I think you still might be thinking of like some dudes in tents, tents and stuff. So what is this? It's then? literally like it's the same. It's the buildings don't change at all. It's literally just they're the same exact buildings as everywhere else. They have pretty much all the same services. It's just that I don't think that they pay rent for their like properties or something like that. But they're just like living in the camps. Yeah, it's madness, and it's it's huge as well. There's like a massive population living in the camp. And it's very like it's a very kind of densely populated like oh, a like lot of a lot like of people super sharing. Super populated, like, yeah. So would there be kind of like multiple families per like house or per like room or no, kind of that or not like, does everyone have room. their own kind of space a bit? I think it's more like every family has their own house. Okay. But the houses are super small. Yeah. Like we didn't really get into we didn't get to go into we we were supposed to go into the camp for quite a bit longer than we did. We were only in there for like 5, 10, 15 minutes and I'll kind of get into that like later we come back to it you see mm-hmm. um, this was like I kind of we like looked in oh that's there that's cool um, and then we kind of went to the wall and the wall if you like didn't know is like this massive military fortification that separates like Jerusalem and Bethlehem and it's like built on these arbitrary borders that Israel just decided so what wall is this? This isn't this isn't the waiting wall. This is um, no, another no, wall. No, no, this is like a military wall. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is like you know when you see like the big concrete structures with murals on them. Yeah. Um, and like the giant guard towers. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is that thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an absolute monstro- monstrosity of a thing. Like it literally, just, it just cuts the it just cuts the building the this not the building the city in two. Like it's so strange because there's there's Palestinians who live on the other side of the wall who if they had had jobs in Bethlehem they've got to like go all the way around and like go through like checkpoints and like go into Bethlehem from like some other area it's just crazy because like obviously the wall isn't um free to like move through yeah it's not yeah there's no free movement of people like there's in Ireland or Christ most western countries yeah no it's actually mentioning Ireland it's very similar to the 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 wall and the riot walls in Belfast yeah yeah Imagine that, but like on steroids. If the walls in Belfast and the the Berlin Wall had a love child that like was armed to the teeth with weaponry, it's this wall. It's fucking intense. It's mad. Because when you think of like the Berlin Wall, people are like, oh, how could people let that happen? Or how could people like, like how did the Berlin Wall stay up for so long? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, well, there's one in Jerusalem no one cares about. Yeah, exactly. That's because, you know, it's the difference between being from the West and not being from the West. It is the center of where all news comes from. So like, Mm. like things that happen there are way more widely reported. Like, I feel like if that, the walls in like Palestine and Bethlehem, or, you know, in Bethlehem were like as widely talked about, then they might not even be standing anymore. But it's Mm because people, it's like brushed under the rug, I think. So I knew, to be honest, I knew nothing really about the walls until you kind of talked to me about them. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would assume a lot of our listeners are probably the same as well. Don't really know about it, like. I definitely think that um, I'll probably start sharing more of the photos that I took on my trip because, like, they're intense. Yeah, I think we might put some of the episodes as well on YouTube when we actually yeah. r- put them up. I think that might help to kind of contextualize what we're talking about mm. in a way. Well, um, like, the, one of the big things about the wall is that in kind of protest of them, all these murals get painted on them pretty much like week to week the week the murals could change and one of the things that i did photograph was i was photographing like an artist painting a painting a, a mural 
and he literally he he, he saw me like taking photographs um and like he has a he has a balaclava on because obviously it's it's legal to to paint on the walls um and he's like his his kind of friend comes up to me and he's like look man i don't mind you taking photos of the earth that's fine can you just delete the photos of him if he's got if they've got his face in it or like if he's in the photos you and could you delete them because that would be like a great help because like the risk that they take just to just to put art out there is is insane they're risking imprisonment all the time and actually the guy i just as i was i was doing like kind of my research on like what was happening there at the time he got lifted like a week or two later and he was put in prison seriously for, for painting the mural that he put up jesus yeah that's mad that's mad and we like we walk around the walls anyway me and tammy um and there's like loads of different kind of side businesses based on the tourism of the walls and it's like it's so strange yeah because it's like they know the westerners are gonna like because it's it's palestinians like trying to support themselves mm-hmm. and they know that one of the best sources of money for like one of the, one of the kind of like richer sources of money that were is that is going to come through on a pretty regular basis is westerners looking at the walls so banksy and you know like the the graffiti artist yeah yeah so he he has done a lot of pieces of art on the wall so there's actually a store run by palestinians called like i think it's the banksy gallery or something like that where you can just buy loads of merchandise flavored with his with his art stuff what else is there there's there's this one dude just selling oranges like orange juice that's all he does he just he he buys a load of oranges at the start of the day sets up a stall at like one part of the wall and like just squeezes oranges all day selling oranges orange juice and it's like it's the equivalent of like 20 cent for like a glass of orange juice and it's amazing yeah because it's like freshly squeezed and like yeah, it goes yeah, just in front of you man yeah. like when i think about like what people charge here like so like in cork where's like one of the places that i've lived in the past um like in the english market like you charge like 20 cents you're talking about like maybe like two or three euros at least yeah like maybe four euros yeah, that's like how possibly. many times more than what he's oh, charging yeah right? yeah yeah you can't blame them either really for like because i mean as you're saying they're just supporting their families oh man like, they're like entrepreneurs in Canada. yeah like, and like also as well it's like it's not their fault they're living in like kind of this fucked up situation so oh yeah 100%. I, I think it's fair for them to like not take advantage of it but like just make the most of what their their lot is in life like it they're like i've never seen a people so resilient that they were like oh yeah this is like our military emplacement that's ruining my life oh you know what i'll set up a business surrounding it like <laughs> like i just couldn't do that like yeah, i'd be I like know. oh no i gotta leave gotta get away from this and he's like what do you mean get away from it like this is how we make money it's just it's just a completely different way of viewing things and i think you have to you have to view this conflict this conflict differently because it's it's different to to a, a war that lasts four or five years it's been going on for for decades like it's just it's just really difficult to like comprehend how long the conflict is going on for. Um, also, while we were at the wall, um, you started. I started noticing like all these like like random like pieces of trash on the ground. Most of them like what looked like spray paint canisters. I was like, oh well, 
these guys clearly aren't like cleaning up the spray paint and Tammy was like they're not spray paint canisters those are tear gas canisters I was like I am an idiot <laughs> and there's there's just when you you know when you don't notice something and it like you you don't see anything and then you like notice one and then there's like hundreds like out of nowhere you're yeah, like oh yeah. Christ they're everywhere like so yeah this um this like particular stretch of road is one of the most tear gas places in the world because of like protests that are pretty common um we didn't actually um get to participate in any of the any of the protests tammy had been involved in some of the protests before before i got there yeah like a lot of them like start off with like everyone just marching up to the wall with flags and then it's like oh the idf are like hmm let's just fire tear gas at this crowd like and then it's like all hell breaks loose like so like we're literally like wading through cans of tear gas it's just it's crazy like um and there's like rubber bullets on the ground and like bean bags and stuff like that <laughs> these are not kids bean bags are they like yeah bean bags that were like fired protesters it's just madness like um, did you see any protests while you were at the wall that day, or was there no, none going on at yeah. that time? Generally, I think, I'm pretty sure that protests are every Friday. Every Friday, okay. Um, I think this was, like, uh, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to, like, look back over. It's It's been a year. Yeah, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't matter as much anyway. Yeah, like it's yeah, fine. Not exactly, really. Anyway, after, like, wading through what looked like lots of tear gas canisters, we, um, we decided that we'd, like, cut through like a side street and go into Ida camp just like a proper look around um Tammy wanted like me to show she wanted to show me this like school that's um in the camp that's I think it has like the the names of every member of the camp that had been killed by the IDF and it's like a long list it's a really long list and then why we're there anyway we're we're kind of noticing like an increased military presence and it's like all getting real dark and ominous it, it's weird uh, they're like they're all on the rooftops and they all have like rifles and stuff but on, like, on the streets like the mood is like completely like different to that they're almost they're literally they're looking at each other but the, they're like worlds apart why was what, what does that mean is in like the kind of mood on the ground is just like normal like, no it's like, like, like it's like joyous because um they're like they're like setting up for I think it might have been a wedding. It was definitely there was definitely a prisoner release. I think three or four guys were getting released from like jail or prison or like whatever arbitrary punishment that the IDF had set out for some random lift, probably for almost no reason. Like I can't remember the exact context. Like like I said, it's been a year. It's been a long time, which probably shows how difficult it is to talk about even to now. Like yeah, but um yeah, they were setting up for definitely a wedding they were just like draping the the like the streets with um like i want to call them garlands but i don't know like they're just they were putting up decorations anyway let's just call a spade spade so like all the people in the camp seemed like happy out and the soldiers were like on edge there were so many of them they were on literally every rooftop Uh, and tammy was like i don't know what this is about i've never seen this many soldiers here before really strange so it's like super uneasy and there's like 
there's just this tension in the air and we're literally we're walking towards the school that Tamil has shown me and we're like you know what forget this we'll we'll do this some other day this seems like so strange um so we literally we just get a taxi home we get like i think we have like some i can't remember we have something for dinner just, i don't know what it's good we're wrecked um so we just go to sleep and that's pretty much the day over and then we wake up to like like nine o'clock in the morning and there's just all this news that loads of the camps got raided the night before that the wedding was like disrupted and like the groom was like beaten up by the idf there's like i think the prisoner like some of the prisoners got like rearrested for like arbitrary reasons and there's like in in a camp over a daisha camp i think it's called um like a 15 year old boy was just like shot and killed in the chest like we shot in the chest what the fuck like i i i do like to some i know that you can't understand the context in most situations i i don't understand the context of shooting and killing a 15 year old boy i just don't in no way it's it's just my problem you know and kind of what was the reaction from like the kind of general public from that killing so there was there was lots of like um there's lots of like there was a huge funeral pretty much planned for like the rest of the week so like the the people like unified to like have this massive funeral and like we knew that the funeral was going to turn into protests on every day and because the funeral was like two or three days long but like all the family we were staying with they were like oh yeah sure like well it's weird because i woke up and tammy tells me this news and she's like pretty shocked about it and i'm like whoa what the fuck like what the hell this makes no sense like what like that that can't be acceptable like there's got to be major repercussions to that like and then we go to breakfast and we're like we're just talking about it over breakfast it's like normal like there's there's like this family has like an eight-year-old kid and like a four-year-old kid they're just discussing it with the kids like like it's nobody's bitten like it literally is like it's the weather man it's the weather it's just i actually i just don't know how how to like explain how abnormal it's just it's kind of unexplainable though it's like it's kind of for for someone from this part of the world as in like if that was if something like that happened that would be national news whereas in it seems like for them it's like just a daily occurrence so i was trying to do my research into like just the boy's actual name because i I wasn't i wasn't i honestly i wasn't sure because it's 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 a part of the trip that i pretty much just like blocked out because i was like i just didn't want to think about it anymore of course yeah because Tammy's advice was like, look, you can think about this for the entire trip and it will ruin your trip. Or you can like, go, like just suppress the emotions for a little while and we'll like try and see some more stuff, some more stuff because the next day was going to be a heavy day anyway. So I was doing my research into like recently into the boy's name and it was like almost impossible to find because <coughs> sorry, my like voice is just like gone. I was trying to do the re- sorry. I was trying to do my research into trying to find this boy's name, and it was almost impossible to find because there was just so many 
examples and like the stories were sorted by date so like it shouldn't have been that hard but it was like just day after day after day after like what would be war atrocities if people thought that these two groups were at war like but they don't think that so because of somebody making some arbitrary decision no justice ever gets done like i know for a fact that no no one was ever charged with that boy's murder like and like you can call it what you want like there's no self-defense or any other pointless excuse when the boy is 15 years old to shoot and kill a 15 year old boy with live bullets with rubber bullets with like magic bullets it don't matter that's monstrous and you can hide behind like whatever moral standpoint you want but any side that does that to a child is monstrous in my opinion and like there's i don't think there's a defense for that like we had a lot of atrocities on this island during like or troubled past like but no one ever condoned and like essentially let people away with the murder of children like mm-hmm. and like these guys aren't like this is the idf like this this isn't some like radicalist faction of like some something like it's it's just the government it's like. the government yeah. of israel like it's just to say it's illegal for one and abhorrent for another like i just i just don't understand and it's it like it's probably one of the reasons why it it's it's a big no in the sorry it's a big con in the pro cons column of me going back because it's it's a beautiful place but oh my god there's there's such horrible things like and it's it was so strange because we i've had i had such a normal day like being in bethlehem that day could have been in barcelona or i could have been in marrakesh or i could have been in any other like city that i've been to on, on like on my travels beforehand but like it's just abhorrent like i i i the quality of this has, has probably gotten really poor because I just I just don't know what to say. I don't think there's anyone. I don't think. I don't think that I could ever say it better than I just. I just don't know. Like, 